Welcome back to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. We're continuing our series on the future of Vancouver. Chinatown is an important cultural and historical neighborhood in our city. It was established over a hundred years ago, and it is the largest in Canada. In recent years, this neighborhood has been impacted by crime, vandalism, and a rise in anti-Asian racism. But if you walk around today, you can see there is a massive revitalization happening. Today, we're joined by Carol Lee, the CEO of the Chinatown Foundation, to talk more about this transformation. Welcome, Carol. Hi, Bridget. Great to be on this podcast. Well, first, why don't we talk about your connection to Chinatown and your family legacy? So many who are listening will know that your parents, Robert and Lily, Bob, was an entrepreneur and a community builder, and both of your parents really known for their incredible community contributions. You've taken the helm from them in many ways, and you're making a huge impact in Chinatown. Let's start with your vision and maybe the beginning of this journey. So the beginning of the journey, you know, I, I'm a third generation Chinese Canadian, so born and raised in Vancouver. And, you know, when we were younger, we spent a lot of time in Chinatown. Um, but over the years, as you know, we ended up moving over to the North Shore. We spent a lot less time in Chinatown. And then I went off to university and I moved away. And I came back in 2004 and was quite dismayed to see the state of our Vancouver Chinatown. So I ended up moving my office down here, just thinking, well, that maybe I can be part of the revitalization effort, but realized how difficult it was going to be to turn, I think, the, the ship around in a way, just because there were so many complex issues that are, you know, that relate to many urban centers, um, things like homelessness, poverty, you know, mental illness and drug addiction. So um, I think that I we thought if we didn't do something significant, um, eventually Chinatown would probably just disappear into oblivion. So we started the Vancouver Chinatown Foundation in, in, in 2011. It's a registered charity, and its mission is to revitalize the neighborhood while retaining um, its irreplaceable cultural heritage. And, um, you know, that was about 12 years ago. And, you know, thank you for noticing. I think that um, things are finally turning around. And I would say that I can see some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's been an arduous journey just because, you know, the issues that we were dealing with are are very complex. And when you have a complex problem, there's no easy silver bullet solution. And I think so many of the issues facing us today are complex and it requires a lot of different kinds of stakeholders to be involved if you want to get to a solution. You know, our revitalization strategy was um, revolved around three interconnected pillars. So physical revitalization and social housing, economic revitalization and cultural revitalization. And all of our projects are, are fall into those categories. You know, I, I'm really glad that you said that we seem to be, you know, it's a tipping point maybe, or there's a light at the end of the tunnel, because it does really seem like there has been a shift and things are finally starting to improve. We'll get into the projects in a minute, because I do want to ask you about those. But what do you think it was that really started to turn the ship around? Was it coming out of the pandemic where people's 
attitude started to change about the importance of this neighborhood or, uh, you know, what, what do you think it was that really started to, to grab people's attention and focus it more firmly on what needed to be done? Well, I think that, you know, we'd been sounding the alarm bells for, for a while and, you know, just to sort of say, you know, this is a neighborhood that is, it's going to disappear. You know, how important is it for us to save? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that once, you know, you're faced with the realization that, oh, something, you might lose something. It's not until then that people say, well, is it important to me? And I think what was so heartwarming for us sort of working on this effort was that I think there was a lot of widespread support within the Chinese community and actually with just the, the greater Vancouver community. And I think that eventually, and, and I think this is, you can see the turning point now, this is the first time I've been working on this project that all three levels of government are aligned. The funding from the province and the federal government, I mean, they all, yeah. all come to the table, which I think has also helped turn the tide. You know, at, and you were at our gala this year, and that was really one of the lines from that I had in my speech. It's like, we have gotten this far because of all of you. And it was, you know, we've had tremendous support from, you know, businesses, organizations, individuals, foundations, and just, you know, community people. But to get to the next level, we said we really need to have government support. And it's almost like, you know, someone was in heaven listening to this and saying, you know what, we're, we're going to give it to you. And so this really is a game changer, I think, because if we can continue to work with all levels of government, I think that within a year or two, we're going to see really significant change um, in Chinatown. And, you know, we things are turning around. It was interesting last week or a couple of weeks ago, in conjunction with the U.S. mission in Canada, we had 50 leaders from 18 Chinatowns across Canada and the U.S., and we convened here in Vancouver. And a lot of the American uh, leaders were saying that they couldn't believe in what good shape our Chinatown was in. So sometimes you have to realize you know, there's other cities that are even worse off. So, so I think that what has happened is people recognize something needs to be done and like help came. And so I'm really grateful for that. So let's talk about some of these specific projects then. 58 West Hastings, a social housing project, uh, the Maywa Hotel, the Chinatown Storytelling Center. Um, there's a number of different kinds of initiatives underway. Where, what is the status of, of those and, and why are they important to the revitalization? Well, the 58 Hastings, I think, is really significant. And we realized, you know, 12 years ago, that we really wanted to try and help the downtown east side because without a sort of a, a strong and healthy neighbor, it was going to be hard for us to revitalize. So I actually had to convince my board that the first project that we were going to do was not actually for Chinatown, but for our neighbor. And, um, you know, it's a $150 million project. I, um, at the foundation, we had to raise $30 million from private sources. We're almost there. Um, but this, I think, would... I think, convey our genuine care for our neighbor. And our philosophy has been what's good for the downtown east side is good for us and hopefully vice versa. So this project, it's 231 units of social housing. Half is at welfare rate. The other half is at housing income limits. Um, It'll have a 50,000 square foot integrated health facility that actually my mother gave the, the donation for that naming that will open next year, and it will serve the entire neighborhood. 
So we're really excited about this, um, this project because we think that it'll be a, you know, a catalyst for some positive change in the downtown east side. You you mentioned neighbors. Um, you know, Gastown also has had some significant challenges um, to its neighborhood uh, as the downtown east side continues to have challenges. And as you say, like very complex. We're talking about homelessness, mental health, and addiction. So, how closely do you work with those two neighborhoods? And are you thinking that you know, as the revitalization of Chinatown happens, it will spill over to those other neighborhoods too? Well, you know, we do try and work closely with um, the other neighborhoods. We've got Strathcona, um, as well as Gastown. I met with some people like last week. And it's, um, you know, we all are facing sort of some similar issues. And and the more that we can share best practices, the better off everybody is. And that's kind of what we found out in our Chinatown Solidarity Conference. You know, there's already since that conference was on a lot of exchanges of ideas of things people are doing that have worked and and how can we adopt those some of the things they're doing so I think that you know it's it's a it's an interesting time I feel that there seems like there's a lot of collaboration happening these days where people are wanting to kind of you know get together you know how can we work together to make our neighborhoods better so um it's fun Hmm. I remember, I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago, it was probably around that time. You probably remember better than I do when I came down to get a tour of the Chinatown Storytelling Center, which was really, uh, you know, quite remarkable uh, as I was walking around to be able to capture the history and the stories of um, the people who just made such a big impact. Um, how has that really um, helped to shape the transformation of the neighborhood? I think it's been a huge part of the transformation um, because, you know, of course, Chinatown has, you know, changed a lot over the course of the last uh, hundred years. But, you know, the storytelling center, you know, ca- captures the history from the very beginning and shares the story of the people who, you know, helped build this neighborhood. And I think that it's given the community a tremendous sense of pride. And I think it's given others who see it, a better understanding of the contribution that um, Chinese Canadians have made to the building, not only of Vancouver, British Columbia, but of Canada. So, um, but beyond that, I think what has been really wonderful about it is that, you know, others can see their own story in sort of Mm -hmm. these universal themes of, um, you know, struggle, perseverance, resilience, and ultimately triumph in the face of challenging odds. This is, you know, the Canadian immigrant story. Now, selfishly, I, because I love food, (laughs) I need to ask for an (laughs) update on the Ho-Ho restaurant, which is your other project that you're working on. Um, Where do things stand with that? Well, um, you know, this has been truly a labor of love. Um, It's the one thing that my father and I, he said to me, you can't open that restaurant. And I, I think of him laughing up in heaven saying, I told you you shouldn't do it. It will open, but it has been a very, very challenging project um, because of the the age of the building. We don't own the building. It's owned by an association. And, you know, because of, ver- you know, a number of factors, one being that, you know, the upstairs uh, portion of the building is an SRO. So rents are capped. So when building upgrades are necessary, you know, funding is is a challenge for them. So we've had to do much more uh, in terms of helping upgrade the building than would have been um, done by 
us as a tenant under normal circumstances. It's going to be fantastic when we finally open, which I was hoping that we would open before light up Chinatown, which this year will be um, September 9th, 10th. I hope that it will open before the end of the year. But I do believe it is probably one of the most uh, anticipated restaurant openings it is. in the city right now. <laughs> but you know what I love about this restaurant is the fact that, you know, it was a meeting place for not just the Chinese, for everybody who grew up in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. There's so many stories it. of, you know, people going there with families because, you know, sort of in the day, there wasn't a lot of places where, you know, people could afford to take their family to go and celebrate birthdays or anniversaries. So people came to Chinatown. And I knew that there was this incredible nostalgia or sentiment towards this neighborhood. And I think that is really a big part of why people were very enthusiastic about a, the possibility of a revitalized Chinatown. Even in the last month, we the First Lady of Germany. Um, we were very honored that, you know, on her official visit, she wanted to come to the Storytelling Center. And she even went to go and visit our SRO, the Maywa Hotel. You know, the U.S. ambassador came for the Solidarity Conference and, you know, was at the Storytelling Center and then at um, Florida Restaurant and Chinatown Barbecue. So so it's really fun to see, you know, people from, you know, different parts of the world and from different backgrounds wanting to come and visit our Chinatown. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful. How would you say that businesses are faring in Chinatown now that we're post-pandemic? It was a really difficult pandemic for for a lot of businesses, small and medium businesses especially, and that's mostly what Chinatown is made up of. But also I did mention the anti-Asian racism. Now that the pandemic is in that rear window, fingers crossed, how would you say the business community is doing? I think it's probably mixed. I think some of the businesses are doing well. Um, you know, it was really sad to see three of our legacy businesses. We had Daisy Garden, uh, Gainwa closed, as did Kent's Kitchen. Kent's, I think, had been there mm-hmm. for 40-something years. So, so you know, these are things that, you know, keep you at night. They're heartbreaking when you lose a business that's been so much a part of the social fabric of the neighborhood. But we're going forward thinking, how can we try and help support the um, the existing local businesses that we've got and, and try and attract new, I would say, you know, uh, culturally appropriate businesses to Chinatown. This is going to be our next big push is economic revitalization. And uh, first of all, we're very grateful for um the provincial government and the federal government for the, we've got a total of 4 million in grants. So that will help sort of kick this off, but sort of how are we going to sustain some of these businesses? And, you know, we've got plans for, you know, store storefront upgrades and, you know, some platforms that we can use across the neighborhood, social, you know, social media, visual merchandising and things like that, and probably do some sort of case studies um, of maybe three or four, different businesses that we can sort of see how can we help um, make sure that we don't lose any more of these legacy businesses. Yeah, I think um, if I'm doing my math correctly, uh, you said about 4 million from the province and from the federal government. I think it was about 2 million or just under 2 million from the city. So has all of those funds been earmarked then for economic uh, revitalization or do they go into other, other different specific places? I think that, well, the city, um, they're 2.2 million. They're using that for, there was a lot of sort of micro cleaning, uh, graffiti Mm -hmm. removal and things like that. So they, they are keeping the money, but that's how much money they're spending to, 
to invest in those programs. The money that we got from the province and the federal government, those are more or less earmarked in sort of some of the big buckets that we've got are like lighting infrastructure. So for the 1.8 million that we got from uh, Pacific Can and uh, Minister Sajan, we plan to light up um, the cultural icons in Chinatown. So for instance, the Millennium Gate, the entire exterior wall of the Sun Yat-sen Garden and oh, 14 lovely. trees that are outside. Um, the Chinese Cultural Center, they have a big um, uh, building on Pender Street as well as Columbia. Those will both be lit up as well as some of the historic buildings on Pender. We will be doing uplighting and sort of more of those sort of white lights throughout um, the 16 blocks as a starting point so that people can see the impact of this money that uh, we've been we've been given uh, for the provincial grant um, there's some upgrades to the cultural uh, the Chinese cultural center facade there's money for a little bit of um, neon lights so, so so reinstalling some of the the historic neon lights as well as other infrastructure and storefront uh, upgrades so I think combined uh, we will see a big difference uh, within a year hopefully yeah, I think or you're less. right that yeah. the lighting really does make uh, make it more welcoming, makes it safer. You know, those are really tangible things that I think will make a difference. You mentioned lights and light up and light up Chinatown. So <laughs> what is it exactly and why should people come? Well, you know what? We did it the very first year. I think it was in September of 2021 because the effects of the pandemic had been so um, had been negative, such a negative impact on Chinatown. We were worried people weren't going to come back. So we wanted a way of welcoming people back to the neighborhood. So we um, were able to, like, really, it was about a four-week period, managed to mobilize um, different sponsors and merchants. And we had about 8,000 people come. And it was so heartwarming because many of the merchants said they hadn't seen that many people on the streets, you know, in decades. So uh, we'll be having it again this year. It's always the first weekend after the Labor Day weekend. And it really is a way of showcasing the local businesses. So, you know, the way we work is, you know, we usually have people come in. We have a, a map and, and a description of all the businesses and all the restaurants in Chinatown. And people have to collect stamps in like throughout the neighborhood and mm -hmm. they can apply for prizes. Um, but it's really a way of, of, of really showcasing Chinatown and how welcoming people back and and for them to remember what an important and beautiful place it is in Vancouver. So we have well, entertainment throughout the weekend and it's really fun. And this year we're going to have a kids zone. Last year we had a small one, but it was so successful. It'll be much expanded. So we hope families come down on that weekend. It's a great community event. I can't wait to come again. Yeah. Uh, Carol, you know, you have just given your heart and soul to this project, revitalizing the neighborhood, and and you've had a, a lot of people and a lot of support. You've been a real community builder yourself, just like your parents, community leader. You know, if you were to sit back now where you say you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and things are changing, what would be your vision for Chinatown in the next 10 years? Well, thank you for that, Bridget. And I do sort of see this little light at the end of the tunnel. And it's no longer will Chinatown, you know, be around. It's more like, what would we like to see, as you say, in the next 10 years? And, you know, we've always had this sort of statement where we, you know, a revitalized, vibrant community where people want to live, work and play. 
And, you know, right now, you know, people come down, but I think that the idea is like, we want this to be, you know, a real draw for locals and people who are visiting Vancouver, a must see. And so it would be a striving, vibrant place of small local businesses, you know, restaurants, businesses, entertainment, you know, hopefully people are, some people are living here, people are working here, but there's a lot of people coming for entertainment purposes. And I think that it will come back. I think that, um, you know, even from a tourism lens, uh, I, you know, we work quite closely with uh, Destination Vancouver. You know, we have a lot of natural beauty here, and that has up until now been sort of the focus of people that are, you know, visiting Vancouver. But culture is what the place became because of the people that lived here. And I think that this is really going to be a gem if we can sort of make it safe as a place that people want to visit. I actually think it will go back as being one of the top couple of destinations that people want to to visit. So I think there's going to be, I think it can be a big draw for the local Vancouverites, as well as people who are coming to Van um, to visit Vancouver. And well, that's no, definitely going to happen. There is no question. I mean, it's just such an important cultural and historical neighborhood in our city. And as we've been focusing on the future of Vancouver, there's no question just the importance that it has as not only in, in culture and history and community, but an important economic neighborhood as well. So, Carol, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us and telling us about the exciting things that are going on in Chinatown and look forward to being in the neighborhood again soon. Come and visit soon, Bridget. <laughs>